0: Hello, and welcome to Saturday Night Hive. I'm Candice, and I'm here with my friend, Hiba. Hello, Hiba. Hi, Candace. So today we are here to talk about an episode that I was extremely excited for, and that is the Ariana DeBose Bleachers episode of SNL. First things first, I want to ask Hibba, what is your initial impression of Ariana DeBose?
1: Yeah, um, I was really excited for her to host because she is very charismatic. And I think she's just like a beloved person in general. Like, I feel like she's kind of like one of those up and coming people where she hasn't done anything crazy where people like hate her. And I was like counting on her to be a solid host um well besides Hamilton I hadn't seen like her like West Side Story I haven't seen and I think she's in that um so I wasn't a super fan but I think me having a good initial impression of her without knowing her that well is a good sign yeah,
0: yeah I definitely put Ariana DeBose in that category of up-and-coming people we are rooting for yeah exactly. and I love Ariana Not because of Hamilton, but because I first saw her in this little Apple TV Plus show called Schmigadoon, which is like very Broadway. Mm. And she was in it with Cecily Strong and Mm. therefore also co-starred with Keegan-Michael Key, who hosted SNL last year. And Schmigadoon is executive produced by... Some dude named Lorne Michaels. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I think Ariana hosting SNL was not a if, but a when. And I think the when is correct because, as you mentioned, she is Anita in West Side Story. She's getting a lot of buzz buzz. Mm -hmm. Some may call it Oscar nom buzz buzz. Mm. I would say she's definitely been on the Oscar campaign. I also would say Variety Every Year does like an actors on actors series. I really liked hers the most with Simu Liu. And they both talked about SNL, actually. Oh, nice. And so I would highly recommend watching that. But anyway, what I really wanted to say was that I love Ariana Debose so much. I love this woman. I have loved her ever since Shemigadoon. So I was extremely happy for her to come through. But starting at the top, Hibba... Any thoughts so far about the cold open or the monologue?
1: Yeah. Okay. So I thought it was really funny that they had Pete Davidson come in as the alternative reality Joe Biden in the cold open. Mm. Um, So yeah, I thought the sketch itself was like a little bit all over the place, but I thought that that was really refreshing and hilarious. And I don't know, something about it made sense to me where like, if we lived in an alternative world where Joe Biden like he would be a Pete Davidson type Mm -hmm. or the opposite, like something like that. I don't know. I thought that was funny. The monologue, I think you have a lot of thoughts on it. So I'm going to defer to you. I will say like Kate, I love Kate McKinnon, like usually all the time, but I feel like she was like too in it. Like I feel like she kind of not stole the spotlight, but like was on the verge of like stealing the spotlight a little bit and also you could really understand that like if kate mckinnon hadn't been a comedian type of actress she totally would have like tried to go on broadway i thought her singing was hilarious but i don't know i felt like it was a little much like Mm -hmm. if i was hosting for the first time I would want to do more of my monologue by myself yeah but it was still funny and entertaining yeah
0: i actually align with you a lot because i think overall the monologue i felt was a little sloppy Mm. however i was charmed enough to be engaged because i think we don't always get to see kate mckinnon express a very genuine fangirldom i feel like a lot of times when she pops up on the monologue She's always kind of, like, faking, loving X, Y, and Z. But you could tell she, like, very much loved Ariana, loved Broadway. Yeah. And I kind of feel like the first thing you notice when Ariana steps down from the steps is that she's so clearly a theater person, which makes sense. She is a dancer first, actor second, singer third. Yeah. And so she knows how to hit a mark. She is an incredible dancer. She's a Broadway star. And she knows how to pause for laughter, which is the thing I always check for. Mm -hmm. And so... I actually think Ariana made a really good case for bringing on more Broadway stars to host SNL. Because when you, like, zoom out of the TV-ness of SNL, SNL is literally a stage show. It's literally set on a theater. It doesn't move. And that's why I kind of feel like theater people would do really, really well on SNL, like... Adina Menzel and like yeah. Philippa Su and Lin-Manuel has hosted and so the only reason why they're not is because they're not getting nominated for like Emmys and Oscars yeah but I think Ariana is paving a path not only here but in Hollywood yeah hmm. I think you
1: make such a good point actually <laughs> I meant to say this um when I was talking about my initial impressions of her but to like I feel like we understand that people with a theater background generally do well as hosts and i think sometimes like there's kind of like a gap between people's expectations and reality because they'll bring on this like superstar like movie celebrity person and that person just like doesn't really know how to function in a space that's like literally mm-hmm. a stage like a, just mm-hmm. like a you know like a very static or or fast moving depending on you know how you think about it Um, But, yeah, I'm, like, not surprised that she did well because of her extensive, like, Broadway background, like you said. Exactly. Let's move on. Hiva,
0: what was your favorite
1: sketch of the night? Oh, my God. Okay, so my favorite sketch was the kitchen staff one. It was kind Mm -hmm. of at the end of the episode. Um, And, honestly, there was, like, a bunch of funny things about it. Um, I've never been to a Longhorn Steakhouse in my life, but I feel like Same. it was realistic to what might happen there. So, okay, a few of my favorite things. Um, Andrew Dismukes was just like really in his element. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's something about the ponytail like worked for me on him, like in a way where it it just felt very believable. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of their accents were so funny. Like it was the kind of thing where like I really wanted to pay attention so I kept like reeling myself back in from like laughing but it was hard to understand even what they were saying and like because it was they were cracking up that just made it funnier like whenever somebody breaks mm-hmm. in a sketch like I'm immediately like oh my god are they going to be able to keep it together so I just feel like the chemistry worked really well like everybody being like um everybody just like continuing to power through it even though They were on the verge of breaking.
0: Yeah, I'm so glad you mentioned Andrew Dismukes, because I actually think he was definitely an MVP of the episode for me, and I think one of the reasons why that kitchen staff sketch was so good is because, one, Andrew is from Texas, and he Mm. co-wrote the sketch with James Austin Johnson, who was also in it, and Billy Domino, and... You're right. Like it's so funny how that ponytail just had a mind of its own, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was one of those things too where I was a little scared that they were gonna edge into like mockery of this certain like place in Texas. Yeah, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say it was appreciation. I'm gonna say that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't feel like they were trying to give Longer and Steakhouse a bad name. Like I feel like they genuinely enjoy. Being there, and they were trying to show all of the people in like the most endearing terms, but it was just so funny to like me as a viewer exactly you know? exactly yeah
0: so my favorite sketch of the night and I actually think a lot of people would agree with me on this was the Eric Adams press conference mm. because Chris Red came out as his Eric Adams, and I do think Chris Red was the MVP of this episode above Andrew. And there's so many reasons why. I mean, number one, even though SNL is watched, reviewed, enjoyed by people all over the globe, I do think the New Yorkiness of SNL really gives it a special flavor. And so whenever they do something super New Yorky, it's. Lived in when they talk about the bodega near their apartment, it's lived in, and so I love seeing them be hyper specific. Eric Adams just became the mayor, and I think going after him for the next X amount of years is a great idea. Yeah, I think this was the best performance of the entire episode. I think, even though I do think this could have been a really strong cold open, I understand they probably did not want to because Mm -hmm. Ariana was the supporting character and she was a great supporting character and you never really want your host to like quick change before the monologue yeah so i was impressed i am extremely excited to see more eric adams so homeboy keep making fuss in the headlines
1: yeah i thought it was so funny first of all how you were like for however long he's in the office because Mm -hmm. (laughs) like we know that the mayoral term is four years but like you know, things be popping you off never with,
0: know. with
1: people like that. Yeah, I thought it was so funny. Um, you're right, like usually the host isn't in the cold open and even though they do political sketches, it would be really difficult for them to like make that transition to the monologue. Um, I am super excited to see more of Chris Red's Eric Adams' impression because I thought he did so well. And also I thought all of the lines that Ariana had as like the city spokesperson were so funny because like the spokesperson for like any type of government official is supposed to like say all the things that like nobody would say in real life but they're just kind of like sticking to the book and giving you like the Mm -hmm. line and then it's like the journalist's job to like dig in but she did the Mm -hmm. opposite where she had all these lines where it was like what the most out-of-pocket person would say so like i wrote some of them down because they were so funny so she i think she introduced him as this the friskiest uncle at the barbecue Mm -hmm that was really good and probably accurate to be honest she also said he will kick your ass on god (gasps) and whenever people say on god Mm -hmm. i just die because it makes me think of the um sketch with pete davidson and timothy chalamet (gasps) where they were like rappers and they were like on god very new york yeah (laughs) um so that was really funny and then the last one i wrote down was as a mayor that is so saucy just dripping and swag oh my god oh my god (laughs) so i i loved the sketch and like agree with you chris red did amazing i would love to see somebody actually be that kind of spokesperson like it's not gonna happen but it was so funny Mm -hmm.
0: yeah i think from here i can make two big conjectures the first one is that i think this sketch actually made me like eric adams more so this Mm -hmm. is good pr second thing guys it's gonna happen eric adams is gonna come through in one of these sketches and do a cameo there's gonna be a really long laughter this is gonna be the new hillary clinton when it was like amy poehler and kate mckinnon get ready guys
1: i'm premonitioning the future i could see that happening for sure i feel like he is also like a clout chaser and like you said snl is like a very specific like new york kind of clout like i feel like people make fun of snl you know all over but like SNL is like actually cool in New York to people that are not just SNL fans, you know.
0: Exactly. It's like if Eric Adams can't go on the view, he should go on SNL. Yeah, yeah I do believe that. Anyway, I want to give a shout out to the other last sketch that I enjoyed, which was Winter Formal. Mm. I just really enjoyed the sketch because it was an incredible use of Pete Davidson and his Long Islandness mixed with Sarah Sherman's, like, big, broad, brashiness. Mm. And then you sprinkle in our king yet again, Andrew Dismukes. Yeah. Who did, like, such a good job of literally just standing there. But it was very funny, and I appreciate this combo. Fun fact is that Sarah Sherman wrote this with the
1: Please Don't Destroy guys. So, of course, I enjoyed this one. That makes so much sense. I also want to come back to my theory. I feel like I mentioned this before, but if not... I really do think andrew dismeeks is like the next kyle mooney like he is like the Mm. scapegoat character but we enjoy it because he's like in on the joke you know like Mm -hmm. we can kind of separate like the actor from like the like kind of characters he gets he plays that get picked on yeah
0: i think you're right i think he's a good shoehorn in for kyle mooney who we will get to this at the end of this season. I do think this is Kyle Mooney's last, last season. season. I have no proof. Mm-hmm. I'm just making. I'm just making some conjectures. But I think, as an actor, Andrew Dismukes fills that role. Yeah. I think physically, Andrew looks exactly like John Mulaney, and that freaks me out. Mm. But we all need one in our lives, so I get it. Anyway, moving on now to Bleachers, who is the musical guest. Just for some context for the peoples. Uh, it should be noted that originally Ariana DeBose was going to host with Roddy Rich Mm -hmm. as a musical guest. But a few days before Roddy Rich announced that due to a COVID exposure on his team, he would not be able to perform, which is a good move that I wish Ed Sheeran pulled because apparently we can't just deport boring gingers in this country. (laughs) So I guess Bleachers was fine. My whole thing is that, First off, Bleachers is most known for their most famous member, Jack Antonoff, who was also in Fun. He is also the super producer behind Lord and Taylor Swift and St. Vincent. And let me say this. I hate Jack Antonoff, the person. <gasps> I hate this man. He dated Scarlett Johansson as a teenager, so I hope him oh and my Colin Jones had a really good catch-up backstage. However, I have to admit i love bleachers i love bleachers i love their music i love everything about them they are the bruce springsteen of the 2020s and i mean one way you can tell is kind of just by their performance tonight the very 80s fun fact jack's dad was playing guitar oh my god! so that's cool but anyway initial reactions hibba to bleachers
1: i just yeah i agree with you the Like, Bruce Springsteen comment. That's just, like, not really my type of music. So I just sort of, like, listened along to it. But I didn't know all of this backstory and drama. Like, I feel like you have all the tea on him. And it's so much more interesting than, like, what they performed, right? The Scarlett Johansson thing is wild.
0: Yeah. So my take on this is that I actually am really glad Bleachers got slotted in. Because I felt like Them with Ariana was a really great mixture like ariana is this like very fun theatery person bleachers very new jersey there's some synergy there i guess you could say but also i think in terms of live performance in terms of energy like it feels fun it feels outdoorsy it feels like you're at a festival but it's not coachella and so good for them i don't love these songs however if you like 80s music and you kind of like Bruce Springsteen, even though you hate Jack Antonoff, I do recommend Bleachers for like a nice drive <laughs> to like Sonic with your friends. Like, that's cute. I love that yeah.
1: Sonic was the only plausible destination that you could think of. There. But you
0: agree, right? Like, you could not <laughs> no, go yeah, it's perfect. to Olive Garden with this soundtrack. Oh, no, no absolutely no. not. No, mm-hmm. no. Anyway, um, it's that time of the episode. Hibba, I have to ask you, what is your rating of this episode
1: okay so i'm gonna go ahead and give this episode a 7.5 he will kick your ass on god mm. <laughs> out of 10 um i thought that ariana did great i think like the people that really saved the episode for me like you said were chris red and andrew just Um, everything else was just kind of, like, neutral, like, like, there weren't a ton of sketches that I loved, but the ones I liked, I really liked, and then I didn't, like, hate any, so Mm -hmm. I would, I would say that's a solid experience, and I think, like, circling back to what we were talking about earlier, like, I think Ariana delivered for, like, a first-time host, what about you? So, I'm going to give this
0: episode 8 out of 10 Swagless existences, which is also <laughs> from the Eric Adams press conference mm-hmm. sketch. It's very funny because when I watched this episode live, I was fully prepared to give it a ten out of ten. I was about to text Hiba and say this: ha- this episode gave me the same joy that Reggae Jean Page did. <gasps> oh my I know, gosh! I know. I know. That's our most beloved episode. I know. And the thing is, now that. I've taken some time with it now that I've like rewatched the sketches on YouTube like things have faded and that's why like sometimes I feel like watching it live versus watching it on Hulu the next day is a very chosen experience like one is kind of exhausting the other one is a little bit like you don't know but yeah I'm gonna land on eight out of ten. I, Ariana, girl, I love you. I still love you. And I'm really proud of you for what you accomplished on this episode. Yeah.
1: I wish I could give her a 10 out of 10 by herself, you know? Yeah, I agree. And
0: I, you know, maybe for me, what I would have loved is actually more dancing. Because Mm. actually, I think this is important to note. Ariana DeBose was on So You Think You Can Dance when she was 18 (gasps) years old. Wait, I feel like I knew that. Yeah, that is her first, like, credited TV appearance. I think she should have... Dance 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 that would have been so fun. But it's okay cuz there's always next time. There's always next time.
1: I I feel like if some kind of scandal happens, Eric Adams will also be on so you think you can dance. <gasps> you think point? so? Oh my god. Or like whatever the celebrity dance show is. Oh, dancing, dancing with, the, with the, st- the stars. Oh yeah, yeah Dancing yeah, with yeah. the Stars.
0: Oh my god. He would Would he thrive in LA? That's the question we have to ask um thank you so much for listening to this episode Hiba, comma my sister comma thank you so much for being here with me
1: comma is the new hashtag mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my gosh no it's been so fun as usual see y'all next time see y'all next time bye, bye.